Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose Podcast, where you will be lifted up with hope and encouragement to go about your day with strength and goodness and truth and faith. So welcome today. I am your host, Desiree Siegfried, and I am here to encourage and uplift you in every season of life, in every struggle, in every heartache, in every pain, in every loss. I am your girl. I am here to hold your hand and walk you through life's ups and downs. So welcome and thank you for joining me today. Today I'm just going to share just a little quick message on how we need to run our race with faith and have that faith be in action. And so welcome, welcome, welcome. I know just uh, having a lot of different conversations with friends and a lot of different time of season that we are all in. There's a lot of waiting, there's a lot of preparation, and there's also just a lot of uncertainty. You know, a lot of my friends who are believers as well, you know, we're going through this time where we we know that God has something in store. We know that there is something coming. We can feel it. We know. But, But we're in this period of not knowing the details, and I think in our human lives and in, a, in a, the capacity of what our brain can handle and our heart can handle, you know, that's hard for us. It's hard for us to not know every detail of what is to come, but that is where we surrender it all and we give our worries, our fears, our pain, and we give that uncertainty over to Jesus and over to God so that he can do with it what he wants and what he needs because he knows what's best for us. Like we might think we know, but ultimately God knows what's best for us. And so I'm just going to dive into scripture a little bit to just talk about faith in action and how we need to truly run our own race. So in Hebrews 11, one through three, this is just to give you an idea of what faith is. Like, what does faith mean? I mean, as believers, you know, we all have the idea of what faith is because that's what the basis of Christianity is. It's, it's walking in faith. It's having faith in something that we cannot see, but the Bible actually spells it out for us and says in Hebrews 11, one through three. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So right there, I mean, now faith, it's the substance of things hoped for. So in faith, if we do walk by faith, that means we are hoping for the things that cannot be seen, that evidence of things not seen. So we believe that there is a good God. There is a God who wants to provide for us. There's a God who wants to restore us. There's a God who wants to heal us. But in order to believe that, that that's faith, to understand that God is in control. He's in control not only of our own circumstances, but he's in control of the worlds that he created. So just let that sit in for a little bit. The weight of his glory, you know, like he has so much in store for us. And I really love Hebrews 11 verse six in this same chapter, because it goes on the other side of, but without faith, 
So if we live without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And right there, he is saying, I am a rewarder. I want to give you the things that you desire. He wants to reward us for our faith. But faith, a lot of times faith comes with testing. Faith comes with waiting. Faith comes with preparation. And so I want to, you know, there's all these stories of faith in the Bible. Um, People who walked by faith and, and their faith wasn't just a choice made. It was action lived. And that is really what I want to instill in you today is, are you just thinking by faith? Or are you actually acting in faith and taking steps forward? Because we cannot get through our struggle. We cannot get through our uncertainty. We cannot get through the waiting periods without taking steps forward. And that doesn't mean taking steps forward in our own flesh of of what we want to do. It's really resting in the Lord. So if you have taken the time to rest and diligently seek Him, then He will show you the next steps. But once he shows you those next steps, it is vitally important to take those next steps in faith. So if you look at Moses, you know, he was he was born and was hidden for three months by his parents. And that was by faith. And then by faith, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And this is all in Hebrews 11, if you wanted to follow along. And then by faith, he forsook Egypt. And then by faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. And then by faith, They passed through the Red Sea as he brought, you know, the Israelites to the, well, they didn't make it to the promised land for 40 years, so that's a whole other story. But he walked by faith and he did everything that the Lord told him to do. When they're talking by faith, they are meaning like by believing, by believing, having that faith. And so today I just want to talk about the three ways that we can obtain and truly increase our faith. So we're going to talk about how preparation is key to increase and obtain our faith, how patience is going to really be an anchor in how we either move forward in faith or move backward. And then one of the biggest ones that we need to be aware of is obedience and discipline in faith and what God wants for us. Like I just said, are you Are you obeying uh, when he asks you to take a step of faith? And so to cover those, um, let's first dive into preparing us for faith, preparing us to increase our faith. So Luke 17, 5 through 10 says, And the apostle said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And so the Lord said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and sit down to eat? But will he not rather say to him, Prepare something for my supper, and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten, and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise, you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. And so in this verse, in this chapter, preparation is key. The Lord doesn't just just drop us off at the finish line. Just as a runner, you know, has to work hard in preparation, in in building an endurance, in building um, the capacity to run the race, he has to be prepared. And that is in training. 
He doesn't just, you know, no, no, you know, the coach isn't just like, oh, hey, you just signed up for this race. Awesome. Let's put you at the finish line. You won. And that is exactly what they're saying in Luke is you don't just get to the finish line without doing the work. You know, we live in a society that is filled with instant gratification. All we want is to make it to the finish line and get to our goal or have the thing that we've always dreamed of. But it takes preparation. It takes our hearts to be scanned, to be strengthened. And so if you are in a season of preparation, I just encourage you to continue in it. You know, oftentimes I feel like it's easy to be like wanting to find our way out or wanting to take our own course and stay off the track that is taking us to his will and and his purpose in our life but but stay the course and continue to take those hurdles you know faithfully continue to work hard in whatever your desire is your dream your calling whatever it is that you want in this life you may want it right now but you might not be ready for it and as much as we think in our hearts that we are ready for it only god knows if we are if we truly are ready for it, I mean, I know for certain there's a lot of things I had to do and learn um, by working with other people. Like, I didn't just start my own clothing line because, oh my gosh, it just looks really cool. No, I spent years working at bridal studios. I worked at a plus size women's clothing company and did all the behind the scenes stuff, the production, quality control. And you have to learn those things in order to get to where you want to go. And even then, starting my own line, I'm still learning and I'm still being prepared for whatever is to come. And so I just really want to encourage you to know that it doesn't just happen overnight and we need to continue and stay in it because our hearts need to be prepared and in preparation, it will prove our faith. And so the second thing that is so important to really truly help us increase our faith and run our race is patience. Just as in preparation, we don't know how many years, how many months the preparation season is going to look like. I mean, I feel like mine was decades. (laughs) I feel like it was probably like 10 to 12 years of preparation. And we usually don't know that until hindsight, but we have to be patient in the waiting and patient in our race and patient in what is to come next. Because we also need to know that The small things are important. The small steps forward are huge. And they prepare you for the bigger steps to come. And so in Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. And so I just love verse 1 where it's, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The endurance is patience. We must run our race with endurance, continuing forward, continuing forward. But to continue forward, we have to have patience in the waiting, in the preparation, and in those seasons where we don't feel like anything is coming. We must know that there is because God is the finisher. He is a rewarder. 
He will grant you the desires of your heart that are within his will. He will give those to you when you walk faithfully. You run in your you run your race in faith and you walk by faith in action. So I wanted to look at, I also love for in verse one, it says, let, let us lay aside every weight. So for me, um, being so visual, I always visualize what that looks like. And, and so if we lay aside our weight, what is that weight? What is that weight that is holding you back from your race? What is the sin that is taking over your life that is not allowing you to stay on track or what's distracting you from increasing your faith. And so I just think of this as like baggage. What's your baggage? You know, is it having too many commitments? Are you allowing someone else to run your race? Or maybe you're running someone else's race. Is it stress, stubbornness, comparison, self-pity, insecurity, or the lack of self-control? You know, what is it? What's your baggage? What is holding you back from your, your race, from the finish line? Is it choices you've made? Is it shame, guilt? We need to remove those weights. Remove the weight so that you can move forward and, and run your race in endurance. Just like a runner, he can't, he can't run the race and win if he has weights around his ankles weights around his wrist, weights around his waist. No, he has to release those weights in order to be light as a feather and run his race to the finish line. So visualize that in your own life. What baggage is keeping you down? What baggage is keeping you from fulfilling the dream that God has put in your heart? What is keeping you from living each day in hope and gladness and joy. Because this is not just a life decision. This is a daily decision to make. You know, patterns and old lies and strongholds, they hold on to us, not just in a season. Like they hold on to us until we let them go and we fight against it. Stand up and fight to run your race. Stand up to fight against those weights that are carrying you down, burying you in your work, in your pity, in your grief. We've got to let go of our baggage in order to get to our next destination. And so that is why patience is so important. Well, I want to continue on into Hebrews, um, Hebrews 12. I want to talk a little bit about the next thing that is so important in running our race and running our race by faith. And so Hebrews 12, 4, actually Hebrews 12, 3 through 7, for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? 
And I absolutely love this because you guys, God is not a God who wants to just condemn you. Like he is a loving, loving God, loving God. Just as a parent corrects their sons or daughters to help them strengthen them, to help put them on the right course, that is what he does with us. In love, with love, he is correcting us. He's not just striking down everything that you want in your life. But he does know best. And so he might correct you from your errors. He might correct you from your wrong thinking. He might correct you from your wrong choices. And so I want you to know, like, with discipline, with correction, is love. And also self-control. If we can abstain from all of those weights that are keeping us down, then we will see this correction as life-giving discipline, as life-giving obedience, as a way to get to our next step, to continue forward in hope. So what does that look like in your life? What does the discipline or correction look like? And are you taking to it or are you being defensive about it? I think oftentimes pride and just wanting to live in our own ways can keep us from seeing the correction that God is making for us or trying to tell us, you know, maybe a door didn't open that you were hoping for. And you know what? Honestly, that just means it's not right because God is victorious in everything that he does. And your story isn't finished yet. He always finishes what he starts. So if a door doesn't open, it's not meant to be. God has bigger doors open for you. He might have a different path for you. But are you listening and are you seeing where the correction is? Are you turning to his his will and are you turning and surrendering, you know, the control to him? If not, then you're not walking in obedience to be able to increase that faith and know where he wants you to go. And so I also love in Revelation 3, 19 through 21, where um, he talks again about discipline. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. How beautiful, huh? I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him. Are you standing at the door? Are you asking God to come in, to help you, to guide you? In verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Corrects. He corrects us because he loves us just like a father, a mother correct their children. And he doesn't see us just as baby children that he has to talk down to. He corrects us as, as like the adults we are, as a way to better our lives, not to look down on us. So I just want you to think about that, how, how our faith will equal obedience, but then how obedience will equal discipline. And then the discipline that we have in our lives and the ability to see the correction will strengthen us. And when we are strengthened in our faith, we will be victorious in whatever comes our way or whatever we want or whatever we desire or whatever his will is for us. It will come to pass. 
We just need to be aware of the preparation, the patience, and the discipline. But know that his promise is true, that he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards us and that he knows he wants to give us a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So I'm going to ask if this is his promise that he will give us a future and a hope. Are you searching him with all your heart? Are you asking him into your life to show you the right path? Are you praying to him for everything and anything that is coming in your way, in your life? I really encourage you today to to ask him. Ask him the areas of your life that, that might be a weight, the choices you're making that might be a weight. He will show you. He will show you what those are. And, and sometimes it's not in the way that we want, but it will happen nonetheless. And so I'm just really excited to continue on with the podcast. I know it's been quite a few weeks since I've done, um, done one, but I just love you guys. And I just want to thank you for listening. You know, God's really working in my own life and in my own heart. And I have a lot of cool, exciting things coming to bring, um, you know, glory to his name and to bring you hope and encouragement. And so just stay tuned. I really am excited for that. Um, If you haven't picked up my new book, The Road to Roses, you can do so at my website, DesireeSacred.com or anywhere books are sold. That will also explain so much of my life um, before and after the show and why I live with so much hope and why I want to encourage you to do the same. So pick up the book, let me know how you love it, Um, and feel free to message me on Instagram, Desiree Siegfried, Heart of Purpose Podcast, or Prayer Devs. Know that I pray, I try to put up a prayer every single day on the Instagram, Prayer Devs, and um, let me just pray for you today. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for everyone listening. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love. I thank you for for showing us who we are meant to be. I pray, Father God, for anyone questioning their worth, anyone questioning their identity. Father God, I pray that you cover them right now, Lord, with purpose, Lord. I pray that you show them how much you love them. Lord God, that their worth is in you, that they are more valuable than any diamond, that you see their need and you want to provide. Father God, I pray for any hearts that are hurting. I pray for you to comfort them right now. I pray, Father God, for you to lift us up where we belong. Lift us up out of our pain. Lift us up out of our sin, Father God. We repent, Father God. We we ask for forgiveness over anything that we have done or said, Father God, that that is not of you, Lord. We ask for forgiveness right now, Father. We pray, Father God, for you to instill so much hope in our hearts. We pray for you to strengthen us and protect us all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for joining me and have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye.